Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. We are so glad that you chose to join us again this week. Today, we are talking about the armor of God and just how powerful that is to put on our full armor of God every day. It's something so incredible that the Lord has given us as a form of protection, as a form of peace, and just so much more. So we're going to dive into that today. Yeah. And I'm really excited about this topic because I think when I first heard about the armor of God, if I'm being really honest, I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, we get to inherit that when we become, you know, followers of Christ and not even knowing what all of that actually stood for. And I thought it was more of just like, make sure you're protecting yourself from, you know, the enemy. And it's actually so much more than that. And it, there's so much, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? instruction, like clear instruction between every piece of the armor. And it actually has so much purpose. And so I'm really excited because whenever I started learning about the armor of God, I actually did Priscilla Shire's, I think Sydney's done it too. Um, she has a Bible study called the armor of God. And so if you haven't um, ever done it, I think it's a great one to dive into, but I actually started to understand. I was like, wow, this is actually way more important than I thought it was. And so ever since I've done that study and really studied Ephesians, I was like, I want to tell more people about the armor of God and why it is so important. And so, yeah, let's dive in. Let's kind of talk about it. Well, first we're going to start with reading the scripture and then we're going to go from there and just break it down verse by verse. So we're in Ephesians 6, 13 through 18, and it says, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Yeah. So with breaking this down, the very first one is the belt of truth and For me personally, I think we're living in times where I think a lot of people are really desperate for truth because we're, we're being told so many different things. And I think with Christians, it's really important to know God's word and what God says about us and, and as believers. And so I think this really helps us understand how to listen to God over the enemy, because we know the enemy is the ultimate deceiver and Knowing the truth allows us to clearly distinguish when something is not right. When we hear something from the enemy and he says something and we're like, wait a second, that's, that's not true. And I know we've all experienced this. We'll like tell a friend what we've been thinking. And we're like, and I know that's not from God. Like we say that instantly because we know the truth. We know God's word. And so it's so important that we wear the belt of truth every day because One, yes, that's going to help us distinguish what's from God and what's not. 
but also the belt of this armor holds everything together. It actually is what keeps the suit in place. And so without the truth, without that reminder of who God says we are, we can't function. We can't actually walk in protection without knowing God's truth in our life. And so I think this is why Paul puts this first. He says, you must know the truth because this is actually what's going to hold all of the rest of the armor together, which is so important. Absolutely. And how do you know the truth? By reading the word. That is how we wear the truth. We have it in us, in our hearts, in our mind, flowing throughout us when we read his word. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And remember, you may have mentioned this, Jordan, but, and remember the enemy's primary attack is lies. The Bible says that he is the father of lies. All lies come from him. So what's the opposite of a lie? The truth, right? So if we're wearing the truth, then when the lies come, we're going to know the difference. We're going to be able to discern the difference. And that's so important, especially in a society where we are more and more and more surrounded by lies. Yeah. Yeah. And before you say that, you know, what's just came to my mind. Also be aware the enemy will take God's truth and twist it to make you question if God's truth is true, because the very first deception that he did was in the garden of Eden. And he asks Eve, did God really say that? So he will question you on your faith. He will question you on what God's word actually says. And he did this to Jesus as well. And Jesus had to say like, it is written that this is what this says. And so that's a a reminder that Satan doesn't just trick you with evil. Like he tricks you with what you think is true or not true. And so it it is important that you do know your word, like said, said, because he's a deceiver and he's going to do anything to make us stumble. Yep. Yep. So the second part is the breastplate of righteousness. And I think it's important first to, you know, just think about the actual armor and the breastplate was the area that covers the heart and covers a lot of the vital organs, right. And armor. So, um, when we look in Proverbs four twenty three, it says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. You know, the word also says that we are the righteousness of God in and only in Christ Jesus. Right. So when we stay in him, then our heart, we have that righteousness and our heart is, is protected. And like the word says, everything that we do flows from our heart. Yeah. And I think it's also important that we remember that we are the righteousness of God in and only in Christ Jesus. There's nothing that we can do to earn righteousness. There's no good deeds, nothing that I can do that would ever be good enough for me to say that I'm righteous. It's only because of Christ's sacrifice for us and because his Holy Spirit lives inside of us. The Bible is obviously very clear on that, but praise God, this is a gift that is freely given to us in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And I think this is why Jesus really did not appreciate like the Pharisees and the religious leaders and what they perceived to be right in God's eyes, because God, Jesus came and he was like, you can't earn my love. Like you can't earn salvation anymore. Like this is going to be based on your faith. And I think that's what's broken in the church culture today is that or at least whenever I was growing up, it was very like, if you did this, you're going to hell. Or if you do this, you're in trouble. And so it's just reminding ourselves that no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, you are righteous in Christ. No matter what your your page looks like of all the things you've ever done, you are still just as righteous as someone else. And I think that was a really hard thing for me to kind of process. But knowing that it's not earned, it's a free gift 
And that made me honestly love God even more. So I was just like, wow, I don't deserve this, but you still give it to me. So, okay. The next one is feet fitted with the gospel of peace. And so this one was really cool because when I started doing this Bible study with Priscilla, she talks about the shoes itself and how the shoes have stakes in them. So for the, the army back then, it was helping them stand firm, meaning they could withhold anything that comes at them. But also when you have little stakes in your shoes, imagine cleats for football or baseball. It helps you run faster. It helps you cut those corners quicker. It helps you like juke people when they come at you and like do the spin around and keep running for the touchdown. And without those cleats, you would slip, you would fall down. And so whenever it talks about being fitted, like firm in the gospel of peace, it's reminding us that we need to, to breathe peace in our lives. When we start breathing anxiety, overwhelm, pressure, depression, all these things, it, it's really hard to withhold from Satan and what he's going to try and get you to stumble on. And so it's just a reminder to that whenever we're fitted or our feet are planted firm in Jesus, naturally, we're going to have that peace that runs through us. And I think personally, this is what my spiritual mentors have showed me is that when life is chaos and they're so rooted in God and they're just like, they're not phased. I'm like, wow, like I see that on them. And so this is a good reminder for us that plant your feet in peace with God. And it's going to help you withhold from anything that Satan's going to try and get you to stumble or fall down or turn your back on God. The next one is the shield of faith. And one of my favorite things about this, I'm just going to reread this little piece of scripture really quick, but it says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And I heard this pastor say it like this one time, he said, When you are so drenched in the water of the word, when the enemy throws those fiery darts, the water is going to immediately put them out. Right. And so when I think of like the shield of faith, I think, you know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Right. So when I am drenched in that water of the, the word, it builds my faith. And then when those flaming arrows come, the water of the word, you know, in my faith, puts it out. So I thought that was really, really interesting how he said that. I was going to say, I was about to add on to that. I'm like, what's so crazy about that is that back then you're literally tying all that together that they would actually dip the shields in water, the leather in water. So that, Oh, well maybe, okay. That must've been where he got that from. Yeah. Like they would actually cover the, these shields were like the size of doors y'all. Like, it's not like the little baby shields that the little circle, like captain America shield where you have to like raise it up if they're going for your head or lower it if they're going for your stomach. Like there were these giant doors and they'd wrap them in leather and then dip them in water because the darts, fiery darts, they would also dip them in tar. And so it would like literally melt on these armies' bodies and obviously would kill them. And so what they would do is they would dip them in water. And so that's probably also where he got that is that it it would, yeah, it would put out the fire instantly, which is so beautiful how Paul made that representation because he's saying if you have this, the shield of faith, like you don't even have to flinch. You just, you hold up your shield of faith and all of that will be gone. Like you won't be phased. Wow. Crazy. And I think, you know, you know, there's obviously a couple more for us to share, but like, 
I'm just looking at the list of all the ones we've gone through so far. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get this Jordan and Sydney. Like we're supposed to put on the belt of truth. We're supposed to put on the breastplate of righteousness, but like, how, how do I do that? What does that actually mean? Right. And as I'm looking through this list, I'm seeing like, we, we get all of this through the word of God, you know, we can put on our belt of truth. How we, we find truth through knowing the word, reading the word. How do I put on the breastplate of righteousness? Well, I am the righteousness of God in and only in Christ Jesus. So how do I become more like Christ Jesus by reading his word? Um, You know, my feet are fitted with the gospel of peace. How do I know more about the gospel? (laughs) You know, by reading the word, which automatically gives me more peace. The shield of faith. Faith comes by hearing, you know, and hearing of the word of God. And so, yeah, that's kind of just like a practical way to be like, okay, this is how I literally put put this on by reading his word. You know, I had someone reach out to us on our ministry page. Um, They were talking about how they just don't understand why life is the way it is right now. And but in that same message, they were saying they hadn't opened their Bible in years, you know, and I, and I say this very humbly because I went through my very, probably my whole Christian walk with Jesus without ever even knowing where my Bible was at. It collected dust in my, my nightstand drawer for my whole relationship with Jesus until this past few years. And so I just want to kind of remind you too, if you're like, I really just don't know where to start um, with understanding Jesus, like truly open up your word. It's the most miraculous thing. Like it really can help you learn more and like start with the gospels, start in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just learn about who Jesus was and like kind of the miracles he did. This is a totally another <laughs> podcast episode, but I just wanted you to know too, it, you will fall far from God without reading your word because it is direct access for God's voice in our life. And so, yeah. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Okay. The next one is helmet of salvation. And so kind of imagine a a helmet, this protects your head. And I think this is so relevant. And this is what Paul is trying to tell us is that our head controls our thoughts and our, our decision-making. And so we have to be reminded that one, we, we do have salvation through Jesus Christ. Like we are saved because he loved us and he died for us, but we need to protect our thoughts in Jesus, because if not, we will fall into the enemy's schemes and deception um, because he wants, he's going to target our thoughts and our mind and our decision-making first, because he knows that's how we can obviously stray from the salvation of Jesus. And so this one's really easy and just kind of quick to the point, but just remember that you are covered in Jesus when he died for you on the cross. And just to reclaim this again, you cannot earn Jesus's love. He already died for you. And so just accepting Jesus and saying, Lord, I choose you. I, I die to myself today and I surrender all that to you. And I want to follow you. I want to, I want to live a life for you. You were immediately taken in just with those words. And so I just wanted to kind of give you that opportunity um, that all you do is have to ask. You don't have to try to make all of your, your sins right first or all of these things. Like he takes you as you are, and that's the salvation of Jesus. And so man, does the enemy want to make sure you don't know that he wants to make sure that you think you're too far gone, that you've slept with too many people. You've gotten drunk too many times. You've shot up too many drugs. You've lied too many times. You cursed too many times. You're, you're gross. You're never going to be wanted. I'm trying to think of all the things that I could have possibly ever thought about myself, but he wants you to think those things. And so we're here to tell you. Everyone else rejects me. No one else accepts me. No one else wants me. 
Yep. Yeah. All of the things. Just know that literally by saying those words to Jesus and saying, you know, enemy, you're wrong. Satan, you're wrong. I am loved by Jesus and I choose him. I am leaving everything else behind and following him instead. Like you are immediately under Christ's provision and salvation. So, yeah. yeah. And I'll just say really quick, because I feel led to say this, like I did not turn to the Lord for the longest time because I had so much, so much sin in my life and I did not feel worthy of God. And I kept thinking I've got to perfect myself and I've got to get this sin out of my life before I come to him. And like, then once I get this at bay, like then I'll turn to Jesus and I'll like live the Christian life, you know, but it's actually the complete opposite way around. Like you come to the Lord first and you say, Lord, here I am with all my sin. Like I need help with it. Please help me. And guess what? He helps you along the way. And guess what? You're, you're, you're not going to be perfect from the day that you become a Christian. You're still going to mess up, but he's going to purify you a little bit more and a little bit more, just like he purifies us every single day until we breathe our last breath and go to heaven with him. So man, that's a whole, whole nother side. I know. I know. (laughs) Okay. So the next piece is the sword of the spirit. And it says the sword of the spirit is the word of God. And it is the only weapon of offense. I like this. This is actually a note Jordan put in here, (laughs) but it's the only weapon of offense, not offense, sorry, of offense listed in the armor of God. All the other parts are defensive in nature. That's very interesting. The Bible is described as living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword in Hebrews 4.12. Jesus used this weapon when the enemy tempted him in the wilderness to each of the devil's efforts to lead him into sin, Jesus replied with, it is written. Now, what if Jesus had not known the word? Of course, he would have known the word because he's God. But had he not, he wouldn't have been able to come back at the enemy with that. Mm -hmm. So it's like we have to know the word, put up the sword of the spirit um, so that we can fight against, you know, the enemy's lies. The sword of the spirit is the only weapon that Paul gives us to use everything else we put on to protect. But I think sometimes we try and fight our battles with words of our own. We start fighting our battles with decisions of our own. We start fighting all these battles. And Paul is saying the only way to fight your battles is with scripture. And most of the time, that means you're letting God fight your battles for you. Um, There's not, there's most of the time you're not actually having to do anything because God really does intercede and fight your battles for you. When we start trying to take control and, and do all the things, it honestly causes more work on our end. And so just remember to be in the word. Sydney said this earlier and it was so good. It's like pretty much everything leads back to the Bible. Everything leads back to the word and all of your answers are there. And so just remembering that our sword is getting into the word and making sure that we know the word, that we've meditated on the word, that we know scripture, because that's going to be our, our best, our best weapon when it comes to the enemy. So the last one is not technically part of the armor of God, but he does end it in this and it's Ephesians six eighteen, And it says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind, be alert. And always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So this is one, not only saying pray for yourself, but two, pray for other people and make sure that after you've put on this armor of God, after you have the word in your hand and you're ready for the battle, 
be in prayer. So prayer is actually a very important piece. And something that Priscilla Shire's study taught us is that all of the things that we battle here on earth, prayer actually activates the Holy Spirit in us. And so when we pray, there's an activation of war that happens where now there's angelic provision over us, where we're, we're almost like being called in favor when we say prayers and we lift those up to heaven, that, that we now have angelic attachment to us that help us fight whatever we're fighting. And that's why in it's one of my favorite scriptures, and I can't think of the the verse right now, but it's like when two or three are joined together, I am with you. And it's because when we pray, not only for ourselves, but with other people, there's an immediate activation with heavenly protection. And we're being brought in together with heavenly forces. And there is no battle with heavenly forces. And so just remember that, yes, you can read your word. Yes, you can put on all this armor, but be in prayer. Don't be scared to say simple prayers, say very simple prayers. Like they don't have to be elaborate, but make sure you're with community, ask for prayer, pray for people. Cause this is a really, really huge piece. So we only have one other soul scripture for today, just because we, you know, just read from scripture, but it's the one that comes right before what we just read. It's Ephesians six twelve, which says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. How important this is for us to remember in this day and time when you constantly are being attacked on, whether it's on social media or with drama or you know whatever it is, we have got to remember that when someone offends us or someone comes at us or whatever, it's not, it's not them as a person. It is a demonic force that is influencing them. And that's not me saying that that person is possessed by any means, but there are spiritual forces influencing, you know, their decisions. And it's just, you know, such a good reminder to me even right now. Yeah. And then also like Sid said, like most of your battles that you're facing, like if you were to sit down right now and say, who do you have confrontation with right now? What areas of your life do you feel like it is a constant struggle? Is it your spouse? Is it your parents? Is it your friends? Is it your employee uh, employers at work? Is it your boss? I'm going to say nine times out of a, out of 10, there is some type of force that is causing you to, to have discontentment in life. And most of the time, whenever you take yourself out of that emotional state, you can see for what it is and you can realize that it's really not against you. It's not a personal attack at you. It is an attack from the enemy to get you to be discontent and live out of peace. And so just as a reminder, like I have to tell myself this all the time, whenever I feel offended by somebody or I feel like life is just not going my way, or I'm like, why are all these terrible things happening? I just have to remember that there are, there is a spiritual realm and there are battles happening and that. I have a God who fights those for me. And so putting on the armor, reminding myself, okay, this is not between me and my, you know, me and flesh. This is not between me and the government. This is not between me and my parents or me in the church or me and my best friend or whoever that battle is going through, that there's a spiritual realm and that the angelic realm that fights for us will always do it in love and it will always win. And so try not to get in that emotional state and fight flesh with flesh because you will automatically take on what the enemy wants you to put on. And so I think that's why I love this scripture so much. And I'm reminded of it all the time is that anytime I'm starting to catch myself, be mean 
or want to win the battle because our natural flesh does. I have to remind myself that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And I have to continually remind myself of that quite often. So yeah, it's a good one. It's one of my favorites. So our sole assignment for you today is to write out the pieces of the armor of God on individual sticky notes and stick them in your car, your mirror, your desk, inside your fridge, wherever you're going to see them on a daily basis, and then write out what they stand for and how you can practice them in your everyday life. Yeah. I was going to say, I, whenever I did Priscilla showers, uh, Bible study, I wrote all of them out and said, I always will never, I'll never forget the time you talked about how like you used to read it out to yourself and pretend you're putting the things on. Like I put on the belt of truth and I know y'all can't see us, but like you literally wrap your arms around your tummy and pretend you're putting it on and you put your hands over your shoulders to put on the breastplate of righteousness. You know, you put on your helmet, like that sounds so silly, but y'all even saying these words out loud, like I put on the belt of truth. There is like a, I don't know how else to explain it. There is like power attached to our words in the spiritual realm, spiritual realm. And so it's important. So even putting them on sticky notes and reading them out loud every day is going to change the way that you face your battles. I, I fully believe in that. So I completely agree. All righty. Well said, do you want to pray us out? Yep. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that it is the most powerful thing in all of creation. Lord, thank you for reminding us of that right now. I thank you that it is living, it is breathing, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And I pray, Father, that you help us to rely on it and to that you'll help us to to read it just to open it and read it each day lord and then as we do that father bring what we read up to our remembrance as we need it lord bring the truth up bring out your righteousness out through us god for your glory not for our own lord spark and ignite just more faith in us give us the peace the peace that comes from the gospel lord all of these pieces of the armor of god we just we thank you that you are um clothing us in them as we dig into your word and stay rooted in you yeah we love you in jesus name amen Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. Just for hanging out with us, we want to give you a free gift. Go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie to grab your free quiet time template. This will be your guide during your alone time with Jesus. You'll journal your highs and lows, record your prayers, and you'll be able to express how you feel the Lord is speaking to you every time you spend time with Him. It's extremely helpful if you're needing some guidance on how to find a quiet time routine that works for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss a new episode. You can also catch us at withinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.